the Nuggets of Truth podcast. I'm Rebecca Bush, and I'm here with my mom, Ann Farnham, each week to talk about the truth in God's Word and how to apply it to our lives. In Hebrews 4.12, we read that the Word of God is alive and powerful. Not only is the Bible powerful, but it's full of nuggets of truth, nuggets that help us have lives characterized by good fruit. As we share stories and end up with an encouraging word from Scripture for your week, It's our hope that you will leave feeling full of courage and wisdom as you walk in God's truth. In today's episode, we are going to chat about what it looks like to shine brightly for Jesus in a world full of conflict and chaos. Shining like bright lights means letting the fruit of love, joy, peace spill out all over your life. The Spirit's fruit in a growing believer's life is so bright and brilliant, humanity will take notice, especially against the backdrop of a muddied world. Join us today as we talk about shining ever so brightly. Welcome to the Nuggets of Truth podcast. Yay! Welcome back! (laughs) We made it to episode 10. Yes, we did. Which is like a huge goal. And we have not turned in our, (laughs) what do you call it, resignation letter yet. That's right, yeah. (laughs) Yet. Yeah, so just come back next week and make sure we're still here. Still here. (laughs) Uh, We wanted to tell you, if you haven't found us on social media, we are at Nuggets of Truth Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. And um, we would love to have you share the podcast with your friends if it's something that's encouraging you, because that helps other people find it. And other people are finding it. Yes, it's been exciting to see a little bit of growth here and there and now we're kind of on a trend so yeah yeah, we would love to have you share it and review it yes give us five stars of course (laughs) (laughs) um okay so mom today we're going to talk about shining brightly Mm. so what do you think of when you think of something shining brightly well i'm gonna say my first thought is diamonds oh i love that (laughs) yeah Mm. But especially actually, when they're clean. Yeah, especially you know, when like, they're clean. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, that's a really good question. And probably the thing I would think of, because I've lived in Paris, would be the Eiffel Tower. Yes. You know, it's, and also the Paris is called the City of Light. Oh, why yeah. is it called that? Well, it's called that because of several different reasons. But one was because it was really originally called that because it was the center of education. And all the ideas that they came up during the Age of Enlightenment. But then as time went on, they began to actually light up the city. And so like in the early 1800s on the Champs-Élysées, you've been there. Yes. Yes. Really pretty. They put a bunch of gas lamps. And that was the first European city to do that. And so it it earned that nickname really quickly, City of Light. There's also 33 out of 37 of the bridges in Paris are lit up at night. So flying in to Paris... Especially the early morning hours could not be more beautiful. It really, really could not. Um, And you know the Champs-Élysées at Christmas time is absolutely spectacular because of the Christmas lights. And then just beyond where the Christmas lights end, the Christmas market begins. Oh, cool. Do they close the road for that? Yeah. Um, No, they don't really close the road for it. It's off on the sides. Okay. Yeah. So it's actually someplace they really need to have traffic flow through. Yeah. You know, because... Because the Arc de Triomphe is, is right, right at the, the edge. Yeah, it's yeah, at the edge that. of it. Yeah. But you know, this, the Eiffel Tower has 20,000 light bulbs. Which, you know, when we think about, we think about like on our Christmas trees, we have these little sparkling lights. Yeah. But 20,000 light bulbs I know. is a lot. That's a ton. Because normally on a Christmas tree, it'd be like, what, 400 maybe? If you have a really sparkly one. Well, I don't know. I'm not really sure the numbers. <laughs> but it's but it's definitely, it's definitely you know, yeah. a lot of light Huge. that comes off it. Yeah. yeah. 
So what do you think of when you hear the words shining brightly? Well, one of the things I first thought of is that my husband's latest gadget toy. Yes. You know how husbands are with mm-hmm. their gadget toys. Mm-hmm. Especially yours. <laughs> Especially mine. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a little bit of acreage, and so when we moved, we he bought this super bright flashlight. It's mm-hmm. like a Ryobi. It has 2,500 lumens, mm-hmm. and it's instantly goes from dark to basically daylight yeah. with the light on. Which I like when I come out of babysitting at your yes. house late at night. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we, can, we use it a lot for things like that. But yeah. one night, uh, he was in the woods using it. We were looking for a walkie-talkie that the boys had left, and we couldn't find it. And our neighbor even texted and was like, somebody is in your woods. It's so bright back there. What is happening? So, um, But also, definitely going to see the Eiffel Tower at yeah. night. Yeah. It was so cool to see it all lit up and twinkling mm-hmm. and to experience it in person. Yeah. So. Every hour in the hour it starts to twinkle. It's pretty amazing. You, you know, when we moved to Paris, the realtor um, showed us several apartments. Um, and this is a really interesting fact. I'll tell you this really fast. But usually you have to bring your own um, kitchen. Yes, that's right. Yeah, which is a very different kind of mindset for us. But this, they, she showed us two flats that actually had kitchens. And the one, the first one she showed us was right next to the Eiffel Tower. And it had, um, it was an incredible view of the Eiffel Tower. And it, it just, I can't even just imagine what it would have been like at night to have yeah. it just, you know, those lights twinkling if you're having a dinner party or oh my goodness. whatever, you know. Magical. Yeah. And it actually, that apartment had a, a full-size refrigerator, GE monogram refrigerator, which was an amazing that, thing. Yes. Right? That never happens yeah. in Paris. That's right. But of course, we didn't choose that one. We chose the one where we would be further away from there, but we could see Notre Dame and just a, a third of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Yeah. In Philippians 2, 12 through 16, Paul calls our attention to this concept of shining brightly. And just as the Eiffel Tower shines brightly and is seen for miles around Paris, Paul told the people of Philippi and us to shine brightly for Christ. Mm. The, I'm going to read the message version Ooh, of I love those that. verses. Yeah. What I'm getting at, friends, is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done from the beginning. When I was living among you, you lived in responsive obedience. Now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy. An energy deep within you, God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. Do everything readily and cheerfully. No bickering, no second guessing allowed. Go out into the world uncorrupted, a breath of fresh air in this squalid and polluted society. Provide people with a glimpse of good living and of the living God. Carry the light-giving message into the night, so I'll have good cause to be proud of you on the day that Christ returns. You'll be living proof that I didn't go to all this work for nothing. So, Mom, how exactly do we shine brightly for Christ in this world filled with so much chaos and strife? Yeah. Well, this passage that we just read, you know, it, it can be a tough one. Uh, not as much when you hear it in the message, right? Yeah, it makes it easier to think about or understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you read it in the mainline translations, it can get a little muddy. So let me just read you verse 12 of this. And I think as I do you're probably going to recognize this scripture a little bit better. Therefore, my beloved, as you always 
as you have always obeyed, so now, not only is in my presence, but much more in my absence, and here's the part, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You know, I like the way the NLT puts it because it's so much more understandable, okay? So in Philippians 2.12 in the NLT, it says, Paul writes, Dear friends, you have always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I'm away, it's even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. You know, many translations say work out your salvation, which makes it sound like it's our job to acquire yeah. salvation. Yeah. yeah. And as the saying goes, if you get on the wrong train of thought, you will end up in the wrong place. Um, we know that salvation is a free gift from God, so it can't mean that we're to work to acquire it. Right. I mean, the NLT says work hard to show the result of your salvation and the results of being saved. In other words, put your effort into exhibiting the fruit of a life saved by grace. Doesn't that make it so much clearer? Yeah. Yeah. Tim Keller said, God's salvation does not come in response to a changed life. A changed life comes in response to the salvation offered as a free gift. Mm -hmm. And Paul continues to write in verses 13 through 15, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and power to do what pleases him. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. And here, listen to this. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of a crooked and twisted generation. I mean, did you notice that Paul said, uh, what he said was, it is working in you in verse 13. Who is it who's working in you in verse 13? God is. Yeah, God is. And yeah. God is working in you through the power of the Spirit, which he has downloaded. Now, I just want to to use this word for a minute, downloaded. Okay? Okay. Because I think that this is such a cool thought and way for us to understand the Holy Spirit coming into our life. Now, it's not a perfect example. No examples are. <laughs> but when I take my Mac Pro and I download something, I actually see the train of it going down into my downloaded folder. Right. And so that I can understand that something has just happened to my computer, right? And it's the same thing when the Holy Spirit is downloaded into our lives. It changes something in our life, mm. and it's ours forever, Okay. And it's his job to work in us and to give us the desire and power to please him. Yeah, absolutely. So cease striving. Allow God to give you the desire and power to do what pleases him. Yeah, that's right. God is at work producing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control mm -hmm. in your life. Remember that the fruit of the Spirit is the fruit produced by the Spirit and becomes evident in the life in the life of a growing believer. Yeah. And you know, we don't force the fruit's growth, but we cooperate by letting our roots grow down into him. So mm -hmm. we have to be willing and consistent to employ the miracle grow of God's word, right? In fact, in verse 16, it says, we are told to hold firm to the words of life. Hold firm to the words of life. You know, in my Bible, because I am so, so visual, I oftentimes draw on the side what's happening and so I found when I, probably years ago, I actually drew a little picture of a Bible with two hands holding on to it from either side oh, while reading it, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And so I always think about that. Hold firm to the words of life. What an image, right? I mean, yeah. we're supposed to hold on for dear life to the word and gain every morsel of truth that we possibly can from it. Hang on, hold on firmly, 
What a neat thought, right? Our job simply is to cooperate and then jo God's job is to mysteriously work a transformation in our lives, giving mm -hmm. us the desire and power to please him. I mean, isn't that a, just an amazing thing? I mean, but he, what, then what he says is this, I want us to see. He says, live clean and innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world of a crooked and twisted generation. You know, I imagine that a clean, innocent life would definitely shine brightly in a world turned upside down, struggling to find equal equilibrium it does it does you're right and that kind of life will be a draw for those looking for an answer for life yeah but it can also become a target for those seeking the bright lights destruction yeah i mean shining like bright lights means letting the fruit of the spirit that you talked about earlier the love joy peace patience kindness goodness spill out all over your life um, the Spirit's fruit in a growing believer's life is bright and it's brilliant i mean just think about when you see a fruit basket on somebody's you know, island, right? Yeah. And it's full of bright apples, bright oranges, bright pears, bright bananas, all kinds of grapes. I mean, is that not something that just draws you? Well, and that's why when you stage houses, they tell you to put out like a basket of fruit. Do they? Yeah. Oh, cool. Because it makes it feel homey and inviting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we, when our lives are like that, then humanity takes notice, especially against the backdrop of what's a really muddied world. You know, remember that the fruit of the Spirit's been given to us um, so that others will be drawn to Jesus. Yeah. Finally, Paul reminds the Philippians in 2.16, hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. Charles Spurgeon said, I do want you all to feel that it's not the end, though it may be the beginning of the Christian life to come and hear sermons. Scatter as widely as ever you can the blessing which you get for yourself. In other words, tell everybody about it. The moment you find the light and realize that the world is in the dark, run away with your match and lend somebody else a light. Don't you love that? You know, is shining uh, brightly hard in these days? Yes. Yeah, you bet it is. And I'm afraid it's going to get a lot harder. But God tells us exactly how to do it. First, Work hard to display the fruit that God produces in your life. Secondly, don't complain and argue. Thirdly, shine brightly. And fourthly, hold firmly to the word of life. Okay, so mom, let's talk for a minute about how to let our light shine brightly in a practical way. Okay. All right, well, the first thing is remember who the light is. Right? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Mm. And we're really just representing him. We are his ambassadors. In fact, in 2 Corinthians 5.20, it says, So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. You know, and since you're representing God, consider how to be a light to those around you. I mean, treating people with respect and love goes a long way in shining brightly for God. You know, be open about your faith. You know, one of the things that we tend to forget is that somebody invited us to take that step. Right. And we need to be willing to invite others and not to feel upset if they reject it. Right. All we can do is invite them. And then, you know, share your wealth, your car, your home, your time, hospitality. You know, do whatever it takes to show kindness. Yeah. 
I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, the second thing we can do is, or the second thing is that it only takes a little bit of light to make a difference. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So a small match or a tiny flashlight is all that's needed to see. And sometimes that can open the door of truth mm -hmm. to someone else. Mm -hmm. Acts 13, 47 says, for the, for so the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Mm, yeah. And D.L. Moody said, We are told to let our light shine, and if it does, we won't need to tell anybody it does. Lighthouses don't fire cannons to call attention to their shining. They just shine. Yeah, and just letting your light shine is letting the fruit of the Spirit out yes. in your life, right? Okay, uh, thirdly, our job is to strip away the basket. In other words, don't hide your light. Hide it under a bushel? No. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew 5.14 says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. And then in Luke 8.16 says, No one after lighting a lamp covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. I mean, just live your life honestly and openly, mm. right? You know, being the person you know God wants you to be. Don't try to hide your faith. He'll do the rest. And then, you know what? Turn on your light by allowing the Holy Spirit access to your day and to your light. You know, start each day by just inviting the Holy Spirit to, to do that thing. You know, take the wheel, yes. right? Take the wheel of my life. Get him, give him control as to what happens in your life that day. You know, there's a number of verses that talk about this. Let's uh, just go through a few of them. Okay. Philippians 2, 14 through 16 says this. Do all things without grumbling or questioning that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Among whom you shine as lights in the world, hold fast to the word of life. So that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Proverbs 4.18 says, But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. And Romans 13.8 says, The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Luke 11.34, Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Ephesians 5, 8 through 9 say, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and true and righteous. Thanks for joining us on the Nuggets of Truth podcast. We hope you'll feel encouraged to look into God's word this week for your own nuggets of truth.